now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. We're back and so soon we have the new Miss World Woman with us, Emma J. Weber. Plus, I chat to film director Alexander McGregor Birrell about this new film, The Latent Image. And of course, news, views, and a few tracks. All right here, right now on Shadow. Good joint effort. Stephanie Barney, Radio DJ Extraordinaire, where were you there? In the background. I was busy. Tara? Oh, Playing busy. Oh. And sliders. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and lovely listeners. And welcome to Andy. You haven't been in for a few weeks, have you? No, I've not been here. I've been on holiday. Not nowhere, nowhere exceptionally nice, but just, just a, a, a time away. Well, you live near the beach. This is true, yes, I do. Yeah, Bristol-on-Sea, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I do live ten, 10 minutes from the beach, down in, down in our lovely sunny western. Yeah. yeah. It actually has been lovely and sunny recently. It has. It has. We've had some lovely weather. Yeah. And somewhere under the stairs um, <laughs> is Terry Starr. Terry. Are you there, Terry? <gasps> Terry oh. Starr. Hello. Might have to go to Crystal Ball. <laughs> There's no Terry... Oh no, Terry! He was what here. What on earth? I know he was here earlier. <laughs> Where have you he, gone? He got bored. He's yes. off. Maybe he's getting a cup of tea. No, I can see his levels, and he's ah. snoring. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he'll be back in a minute. Tara. Yes. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Good. You're not under the stairs. No, no, <laughs> I can't fit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a little bit taller than yeah, Terry. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, Terry has guests as well, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> his guest of the week. <laughs> yeah, Tom Daly. Uh, I was going to say Ben Affleck, but it's Matt Damon. Sorry. Oh, is <laughs> it currently? I mean, it's probably both or all, or both or three. What, they all fit in? Uh, as yeah. long as they're wearing speedos. They squeeze, you know, uh, they have little he... cuds and snugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't think he cares. So who would you put under the stairs? Under my stairs. Yeah. Sarah Paulson, Sandra Bullock, Johnny Depp. I was going to say Leonardo DiCaprio, but, you know, I don't know if I can say that anymore. So maybe... <laughs> You? <laughs> oh, is that because you're too old? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yep. Sorry, did I say something? <laughs> We'd just be like best friends forever. Um, and maybe Justin Bieber and absolutely Harry Styles. Uh-oh. How about you? I'd, I'd leave it empty. I would. Oh, leave the you just said you don't want anyone there. <laughs> just hide right. from the kids. <laughs> you can tell which one of us has children, but the other one doesn't. I'm like me. Let's just get them all in. I'd Tara, like the, no I'd, one. I'd let the dogs in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How Big many dogs dog do you have? I've got three. What are they? And a new cat as well. Oh, oh. love. Oh, how's yeah. that happening? How's it working? How's that happening? Uh, chaos. The cat is living on either my curtains or the top of the door frame. Aww. You're going to have and an interesting Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was thinking that myself. But the, it, it's not the the cat's 
scared of the dogs, but the dogs are more, sque- more scared of the cat at the moment. Oh. And when I say cat, I mean eight weeks old kitten. Wow. Oh, tiny, bless. tiny little thing. Yeah. Bless. Yeah. So definitely going to be the boss of the dogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I yeah. was thinking about the Christmas tree. I was trying to work out if I could suspend it this year rather than Ooh. having oh, a so suspended tree. tree. Suspended Ooh. Christmas tree. In suspenders or just suspended? Just suspended, so it, it hangs down, so it doesn't. It can't follow down when it right. gets tra- cat attacked. But right, let's move on because we got to bring our first guest on. All right, Jay is sitting in the sidelines, uh, waiting very patiently. The shout out podcast. Terry, I love that one. I'm, I guess he can hear us, but we just can't hear him. Mm. Yeah. Hello, Terry. Are you there? Let's try him again. Yeah. Terry! Terry! Hey. Oh, in the back. Terry Starr! He's... Are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you, Terry. Excellent. Just... Oh, there we go. Loud and clear. Go on. Really Ez was panicking. She might have bit... had to have read the news. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it already, but, you know... I'm glad. I'm glad you're back. We always have a backup plan. Always, uh, we do. Well, we we, do. Uh, we got somebody who's back on the show, we have. <gasps> Emma Jane. Now we spoke to hey. Emma just before she went off to Florida um, to Miss World competitions. Welcome back to the show, Emma. Thank you for having me. And okay, so despite the fact it was hot and humid, anything else happen out there? Uh, a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you, you got into the finals, didn't you? Yes. And that must have been exciting on its own without having to actually go to Florida. And you won again. So tell us <laughs> what you won. You were in um, how many categories did you get, get into? Was it so I was in my age, Yeah, I was in my age category. Okay. Um, and came fourth runner-up overall for Miss World International. Um, and I was awarded the title of Miss World International Woman. Um, which is a title and crown dedicated to the person that represents women globally um, in terms of diversity, body positivity, of course, my background being LGBTQ+. Um, Any type of woman. That's Um, incredible. So, yeah, I, I guess... That's the dream title to win, really, for okay. what I stand for. Now, you've got your sash in. Yes. Um, and, and your tiara. Yes. Incredible. Incredible. Let's have a look. Now, we got magic mics on this show, <laughs> so if you just hold just it up imagine. to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> It wow, is, that is sparkly. absolutely yeah. spectacular. <laughs> I'll pass it round. Yes, there you go. Do yeah, we, do we pa- have don't to worry, give this back? Yeah, well, <laughs> or is this a present? And it's quite heavy, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it surprisingly yeah. is. I mean, you, make, you need to make it look easy when you carry it on your head and balance oh, it. Is it, but it quite it's, hard? To, yeah, it where? can be. And I'm clumsy. I'm very clumsy. And there's the sash. Was there oh. tears, Emma? When? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do I look? Beautiful, um, thank you. It suits you. <laughs> thank you. I know you can't see this, listeners, but it really is something quite spectacular. It looks like a literal cl- clown. No, crown. It looks <laughs> like a literal <laughs> crown. <laughs> it is It is something else. <laughs> we'll post a picture on our Absolutely. Instagram and then you'll know. What yeah, we'll we will. As well. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is spectacular the way that catches it's, the light, isn't it? That I still is... can't believe it. Even I'm looking at it now and I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's actually that's mine. I own this. The the blessing is here is, is, Emma. is that forever. Yes. Well, right, okay. Yeah. So they'll get nice. they'll get new crowns for next year, and I'll need to go back and hand over the title to the next queen. All oh, right. So you get to go back as well. Yes. 
Wow, <laughs> that's exciting in itself. So what, Where is it going to be held? Uh, in the same place in oh, Miami okay. in Florida okay. again. What was it like, the build-up to this, to going over there? Tense. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Very, very tense. And it was so strange being out there as like an openly gay woman and there's just no visibility there's Mm. just there's just nothing I was just kind of like am I going to be arrested at any point kind of walking around with my flag well since DeSantis has got into power Florida has just shut down for the uh, LGBTQ community hasn't it it has sadly and there's there's LGBTQ plus families like fleeing Florida because of everything that's going on there Mm. um so to be there in Miss World with my platform of LGBTQ plus rights, yeah. with my flag, mm. yeah. like was just a scary but incredible moment. Yeah, I saw the, saw the uh, photos of you waving the, uh, the rainbow flag. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was on the front of the Miss World yacht and I was shouting my mouth off, very unladylike, but it had to be done. <laughs> yeah. I was just shouting yeah. at the top of my lungs, it's okay to be gay, Florida, and oh, wow. praying that I didn't get arrested. Mm. <laughs> were there other um, out LGBTQI plus people there that you were sort of able to speak with, or were you one of the only? There was no one. I mean, for me to be in the final yeah. made history itself, there hasn't wow. been an okay. openly LGBTQ plus finalist in Miss World International and so just getting there was my that was my achievement I just got on the plane I turned up I was there I did my job Mm. and but of course to walk away with a a title as well was just incredible and but yeah it was very very strange Mm. and I kind of I did feel alone out there Mm. I did feel that there wasn't any other visibility or support at all I mean the organisation the Miss World International organisation and the director and all the girls were absolutely brilliant very supportive very welcoming but yeah just in terms of walking around like just generally in out in the street in the society yeah. it did feel very strange right and because I know I know at the moment it is, it is considered the worst uh, part of America to be in I mean you're, as you mm. said families are escaping I know trans families are escaping as well at this point yes it's it's scary what um, what people in florida are going through as lgbtq plus individual families mm. um it's it makes you reflect on kind of what we have here yeah. but how easy it is to be taken away i guess and yeah. that's the scary part as well i mean it wasn't too long ago that our government was actually approached kind of early in the year in terms of people wanting to bring back some form of section 28 and things mm-hmm. like that so it will be a matter of time before you know things may happen here in the uk so mm. we tend to follow on from what happens in the states it's yeah. a it's a worrying time for lgbtq plus yeah. people yeah. well it's funny you should mention that about section 28 because ian mckellen's been in the press in the news mm. um saying how worried he is now about yeah. a section 29 um and he's really worried about the trans community the way there's just 0.2 percent of the population are taking such a hit and of course it's not just florida now there's texas and other states following. just such an easy target yeah, yeah, it's sen- yeah, as soon as somebody it does it, yeah, it, it, people follow suit, don't they? Yeah. And it just becomes a difficult place. Yeah, mm. fascism just follows history, and yet people don't—they seem to be blind to it. You mm. know, they they fob people off and deflect what they're doing. 
with you <coughs> as somebody to, as, as a hate figure. Exactly. And it's no coincidence that hate crime is on the rise mm-hmm. when you've yeah. got these legislations coming into place. Yeah. It, it, it's the messages that it sends out there and people mm. kind of take that in their stride. And yeah, it's letting people it. think that, that, that it's absolutely fine to be overtly and very loudly hateful. Whereas mm. I think you look just back about five, six years ago, these people were there. It's just they were yeah. quiet about it. Yeah. Well, they were much different. Quieter. We were protected by the yeah, EU. Yeah, we were protected. Mm. The umbrella EU laws yeah. kept every the fascists and the right wing, and it kept people who, who were nasty pieces of work quiet. Yeah, mm. you know. And but we uh, live in the in a bubble as well. I also have to remember Bristol is a bubble. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, like our are just even around the studio. It's a bubble, isn't it, of yeah. complete and utter diversity mm. yeah. in um, Eastern St. George in the centre of Bristol. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we are quite lucky. Now let's go on to something a little bit happier. <laughs> that wasn't the only award that you picked up, was it? Ooh. You had, didn't you come uh, So I came fourth, fourth. fourth runner-up yeah. overall out of the entire competition and there was about 80 of us there which was oh emma wow so not only did you take a win yeah you'd come fourth for the the world for the rest of the competition which is which is just crazy to i'm still trying to take it in i'm Mm. still kind of like did that actually happen Mm. and getting all the official photos back now and looking at them thinking that is actually me stood there (laughs) but trying to my brain to kind of kind of keep up with that it's it it's sounds crazy. like a lovely kind of overwhelmed yeah so no, you, you're so overwhelmed you're whelmed you know it's like that well, you know, what's going okay this is amazing did you have to do like a speech at the end and things like that i know you said about the yacht but did you yeah no so we had to, part of the process is not just what you see on stage so mm. we had to do uh, we had to submit an interview before we flew over to florida and uh, so we had to talk kind of for about three minutes um unedited just about anything at all so I spoke about LGBTQ plus rights um when you're over there you've got all the kind of media interviews you've got the meets and greets like pageantry in the US is massive yeah so it was like stepping into a different world um it was really strange being recognized and the kids found that funny <laughs> as well that people knew who mummy was um but yeah it was it was hard work but it was an amazing experience it sounds like it was an amazing experience for the children as well then yeah i believe they loved it (laughs) (laughs) how long because they're here in the background they are indeed how long were you there uh we're there for seven nights seven eight days in total yeah so competition was over four and Ah. then the rest of the week we got to do family stuff what did you do we went to inter miami stadium because zach is crazy about football and we went around miami went to the beach of course of course um, what else do we do, kids? Oh, they love the pool, of course. Oh, so, yeah. Jumping in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, massive congratulations. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely huge achievement and a huge achievement for the LGBTQI plus community as well. What's the next few months looking like for you? Are you having a little break or? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss World have just announced that they've taken off their upper age limit. Not Miss World, Miss Universe, sorry. Um, so I'm kind of like, do I hang my heels up just yet? Or do I just push that nah. one little step Go on, Emma. You know you want to. <laughs> it's very tempting. Yeah. I bet. Well, if you do, good luck. Thank and you've got you. to go back to Florida next year anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go, go back for handover, but 
possibly might compete. Yeah. I don't know. Right. We'll before see. we before we finish with you, mm-hmm. let's have all your social media so people can actually follow you and your your new journey and you know and whatever's coming next. Yeah, sure. So um, on Instagram is at UK underscore pageant girl, um, and same for kind of Facebook as well and Twitter. Okay. Emma J, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. You're thank very, you. very thank welcome. You. And hopefully we'll have you back many times more as you <laughs> go on to win more and more. Thank you. Thank you so much. The shout out podcast. Well, thank you to Emma and hello, Terry. Hello. You're there. Yes. Oh, See, yes. we thought you'd left us and locked your, the, the door under the stairs and decided that you weren't going to do the show because you were Go busy. Go back in my coffin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got me for one more week. <laughs> okay. And you're, you're back actually in the studio. We're prizing you out of the, uh, the cupboard I'm under the stairs. I'm uh, back live next week, yes. Live. Right. <laughs> right, so you're ready to give us some news? Sure am, Steph. This is Shoutout News. Welcome. You may remember that in the spring we reported that a major campaign of illegal graffiti, stickering and flyposting had occurred around our home city of Bristol by Christian fundamentalists telling people to obey and repent. We know that these people were anti-gay as well, as their vandalism spread to writing anti-LGBT plus slurs in the city's gay village of Old Market. Well, despite their well-organised campaign of defacement of public property, there has been a backlash from a survey by our team that travelled the city noted dozens of their illegal stickers had been scraped down or penned over with different slogans. In the Brislington area of the city, a huge piece of the Christianist graffiti had been accompanied by a Muslim critique of its key statements. Meanwhile, some of the people had reacted by having a bit of fun. One sticker we spotted in Totterdown, which had originally read Jesus is King, had had a W, an A and an N inserted before the King. Bristol City Council, meantime, reiterated its standing statement on graffiti and vandalism by the religious right wing. They said unwanted graffiti cost the council and the people of Bristol money. To help tackle graffiti you can A. Remove it from your property as soon as possible B. Report it to the council for removal or C. If offensive report it to the police. The communist daily newspaper Morning Star reports that Mexico is likely to get its first female president after the two top parties both chose women to spearhead their campaigns for next year's election. The mayor of Mexico City, Claudia Steinbaum, and Xochitl Galvez will go head-to-head next year at the polls, which will take place in June 2024. The Prime Minister of Andorra has come out as gay in an interview with the small country's news radio network Radio Nacional de Andorra. Xavier Espot Zamora, who is 44 years of age, leads the tiny nation, which is located in the Pyrenees mountain range between France and Spain. Mr Zamora has been Prime Minister for four years and is a member of the governing centre-right Democrats for Andorra party. Like other tiny European countries such as Luxembourg and San Marino, Andorra's sovereignty dates from the early Middle Ages, in the centuries following the collapse of the Roman Empire in Western Europe. It has a territory of only 180 square miles and a population of around 80,000. Andorrans are closely related to the Catalan people in Spain and the unusual constitutional 
arrangements of the country means that it has two heads of state, the Bishop of Urgell and the current President of France. Its independence from the crown of the medieval state of Aragon came in the year 1278. The country has relatively liberal attitudes towards gender and sexual minorities and our monitoring of the services of the public broadcaster Radio e Televisio d'Andorra suggests that Mr Zamora's coming out is not a great political issue in the territory and has attracted little attention. D. Strutt, for the Southampton branch of the Socialist Party of England and Wales, formerly known as Militant, reported in the paper's weekly newspaper on the success of the Southampton Pride on the 26th of August. D. said this year organisers chose to put activists at the front of the march, including the Socialist Party behind a banner saying Pride is a protest, and many placards in support of trans rights. Southampton Pride never fails to draw in a huge crowd, and this year was no different in that respect. Trundling around in town in my scooter, I came across such a wide range of people, all colourful, excited to attend, and most importantly, politically motivated. There is something enormously powerful about a protest, especially when it involves basic rights like living without fear of discrimination and persecution and if Southampton Pride is a protest proved anything to anyone it's that when people come together they can move mountains to make way for rainbows. And finally, on the 11th of September, the anniversary of religious fundamentalist attacks on the World Trade Center buildings in New York City, which left thousands dead and scarred in the US, so people have been honouring the memory of LGBTQIA plus people whose heroism saved lives and comforted mourners. Out magazine in the United States remembers just two heroes of 9-11. The magazine says... Mark Bingham is remembered for having joined with passengers on Flight 93 to thwart the hijackers' plans. Whilst terrorists planned to crash the plane into the White House, Capitol Building or Camp David, Bingham was among those who led a revolt, forcing the plane to crash in a field. Whilst all those on board died, the death toll would have been far greater had they not intervened. Bingham is remembered as a brave and loving man. His mother, Alice Hoagland, and his partner, Paul Holm, carry on his legacy by fighting for LGBT. Q plus quality. An avid rugby player and founder of the San Francisco Fog Rugby Football Club, Bingham is also remembered through the Bingham Cup, a biennial tournament established in 2002. Meanwhile, also warmly remembered, is Father Michael Judge, a priest who died in the World Trade Center attacks. Upon learning that the center had been attacked, Judge rushed to the scene so that he could administer rights and comfort victims. He was memorialized in a famous photo of rescuers carrying his body from the rubble. Judge, who was open about his sexuality to those who knew him, could be the become the first gay saint to be recognised by the Catholic Church, according to the Slate magazine. His family and friends are pushing for recognition under a new designation known as Oblatio Vitae, meaning the offering of life. These saints are recognised as having given their lives in moments of great self-sacrifice, rather than having been responsible for miracles. For the full article on these beautiful LGBT plus heroes, do visit the link on our website. And do remember to keep in tune with all the latest news from our wide-ranging LGBT plus family via news feeds, websites, podcasts and radio feeds. The website Pride Aid has a vast resource of links to LGBTQIA plus media. And of course, you should check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, I've been Terry Starr. <laughs> Shout 
Shout out news. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. This segment is sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow Counselling. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. Right, movies, we've had a lot of on um, on Shout Out, and we just love going to the movies and theatre. I'm joined by director Alexander McGregor Birrell, and at UK Cinemas from the 8th of October is his latest film, The Latent Image. Now, The Latent Image is described as a claustrophobic queer chiller that marks the theatrical feature debut of a Liverpool-born filmmaker, Alexander Gregor Birrell, shot in and around. It is based on a short film he directed. It won him the Best Feature nomination at Miami's Outshine Film Festival. The small ensemble cast includes Joshua Tonks, William Tippery and Jay Clift. Right, welcome to the show, Alex. Um, Hi, really <laughs> nice. Now you've just landed from LA, haven't you? How did that go? Went really well. Uh, we had our sort of first public premiere there in a cinema in um, Beverly Hills called the Lumiere Music Hall, um, and it was great. There were a lot of people involved in the film, uh, and a US co-producer, our US production designer. Uh, our director of photography was from the US as well. Um, and, you know, they all came over to the UK to make the film so I could reunite with them. Uh, and then we had uh, some great guests who came. It was kind of a filmmaker uh, savvy crowd. So, you know, people were able to really sort of get into how the film was made and ask questions about that. And so it was a wonderful experience. And, you know, to be able to get that photograph of the name on the marquee with the palm trees behind it was, yeah, it was great. Oh, lovely, lovely. How exciting for you. Yeah. Now, give us a bit of background uh, for the, the film itself. So what was the premise behind it? How did you come up with the idea? Well, it tells the story of a writer called Ben, a young writer who's had some success with thrillers, and he's working on his latest project, which is inspired by some true crime cases that happened in a in a rural area. So he's decided to to rent a cabin, head out there, uh, and sort of get inspiration from the area. And he's also escaping from some relationship problems with his boyfriend that he'd rather not think about, so he can just sort of take himself off grid and remain in this isolated place. Well, he comes upon one evening this hunter who wanders into the area of his cabin and says that he needs help. He's lost. Uh, his car's broken down. And immediately, you know, he doesn't take this at face value. He thinks this is something just out of one of my plots and I can use this for inspiration. Uh, he finds this person both enigmatic and quite attractive. And he thinks, you know what, I'll help him out and sort of riff on, on what this person, who this person could be, what they may have done. Um, and this stranger also starts to take part in this um you know a little bit of a role play back and forth you know how it could be in the story however as ben discovers more and more about this person he begins to think that he may in fact have been involved in some of the things that happened in this area without any particular proof but he starts to investigate along the way and um as the story progresses i don't want to give away any of the twists but you know that's the basic premise no, it's um, I had uh, had a quick look and um, it's it's quite sc- it scared me. Oh, good. Was... That's really good. <laughs> OK, OK. So who's the guy? I don't know, really. He's just a stranger. You need help. 
since when were you so friendly to strangers? You were a stranger once. I was friendly to you. What are you writing? A novel. You could call it a mystery thriller type thing. That's brutal. You read it. He deserves it. How do you come up with your ideas? I usually start by thinking about what frightens me and then... Hello? Go from there. What do you think? a scary movie so if you love your horror movies you're just gonna love the latent image can we mm -hmm. take you back um that last to you to your childhood and i were you always running around as a kid with a camera in your hand i actually was i was part of that whole vhs generation so i'd actually say more than um I'm definitely filming with like the very first family camcorder which was you know on those giant shoulder mounted things and, <laughs> um, and then moving on through there like video eight high eight um but more than that i was kind of an obsessive about movies forever um and i'd watch a I'd watch at least a VHS a day, you know, like when you got home from school or something. And and it was kind of nice because you could do the whole history of cinema. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't have a, a kind of a distinction between was it new, was it old? I'd watch something in black and white from the 30s. I'd watch an 80s movie. You know, it was all kind of one thing. So it was kind of, you know, it was nice. And um, my grandparents in particular were very into film. So um, and they also had none of those restrictions. So, I mean, it was my grandmother who bought me the Friday the 13th movies, like, you know, <laughs> gradually over time and things like that. So definitely grew up that way. OK, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What is your favorite movie? I'll tell you what, we do the top three. What is your okay. top three movies of all time? Right. Well, I mean, it's it, that's kind of very difficult because if we stick within the genre, I definitely have three uh, top horror films. Okay. Um, so the first one is Opera by Dario Argento, who's my favorite director. Um, it's a 1987 Italian um, horror film, which everyone should see and um, try and see it in Italian because it loses a lot in the English dub, um, which is the easiest way to see it here. Um, I just think that's a perfect film. It's got everything. Looks amazing. Story's great. Um, and then what would we have to have after that? We'd have to have some of the classics and, you know, that, like... For example, uh, it sounds ridiculous to say, but Psycho, when I first saw it as a child, you know, I was kind of well in then to the the contemporary horror. So it seemed very um, old fashioned and, and weak and everything, which sounds awful to say. But then as you grow up with it and, you know, you become part of the cinematic technique and you really appreciate how it was made. And, and now, you know, I watch it as kind of a, a school to learn how to do things. Yeah. Um, and then... 
you have to say Halloween because it's the you're, you're the original 1978 Halloween because it's like your quintessential you know how to make a low budget movie with not a lot of time and really about it's about the cinema of it it has great characters and a great setup but it isn't a film with acres of plot or anything it's mostly about the atmosphere and how it's done um which you know is always an inspiration yeah it's very artistic isn't it that film mm -hmm. yeah yeah now going off that genre Mm -hmm. your favorite movie away from the horror genre yeah well let's see so definitely i love the film knights of cabiria which is a fellini film um oh. just before la dolce vita and uh i just absolutely love that film it's the story of a, a roman prostitute in the 1950s who sort of desperately believes in love at all costs, even though every single thing in her life is the opposite of that and nothing goes right. And I just find that an incredible film, um, which, yeah, I mean, I love Fellini in general. It's kind of Fellini, though, before he went into that amazing dream world, which from that time onwards, he always did films that were kind of very anti-realistic, whereas this is his last one that is kind of grounded in a reality. Mm. Um, did you ever see The Devils? Uh, I have seen it, but a long time, because it's a very hard film to get hold of, isn't it? But uh, It's a very I, hard film to watch. It yeah. traumatized me from a kid. It burnt an image in my <laughs> mind. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that it was somebody actually filmed that horror. <laughs> I know. And, and that particular time as well, where to be able to film something like that, they were given a lot of money and a big cast. Now it'd be yeah. some indie movie that, you know, you'd barely be able to see. And it was like a major yeah. Warner Brothers <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I want to balance this now, Alice, by telling you my favourite is my favourite okay. DVD. Okay, that's out there now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't actually, I do remember it, but I haven't. It's one of those films that I've seen on TV quite a few times as I was younger. And, uh, you know, so definitely. In fact, it's Rex Harrison, isn't it? Who went to, I believe he went to my senior school here in Liverpool. So wow. <laughs> that's like claim to fame. Yeah. Wow, claim to fame right there. <laughs> Right. Have you got anything, uh, future plans um, for films and that? Uh, and well, that's if you can tell us, of course. I definitely do. I've actually working on two projects simultaneously, one with the um, producers, uh, well, both actually with the producers of The Latent Image. Who, um, one is set in the UK, one is set again in America, like The Latent Image. Uh, and we're sort of we've got various different meetings and things that I, I thought it was nice to have two projects on the go because you know as you have meetings if someone isn't that fussy on one you can say well oh, we've got this one right here um and we're going to a production uh finance market in london with it uh at the start of october which will be hopefully when the next updates happen and uh yeah but we've got two excellent. things up. excellent right now before we go can I have the um, socials and websites and when um, the latent image is about to to hit the cinemas? Great. So anyone can find me on Alex underscore Beryl on all the social medias. And then the film is Latent Image Movie 